Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Worth It Podcast. I'm back. My name is Thomas, and I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hi. How's it going? I didn't get the full title. I think I just got the John. Yeah, I, I know, like right? Friends. I, do you know what? Yeah. I think because I've said Jonathan so many times, that I think it sounds a bit mm. weird saying John. So I'm, I'm going to revert back to the, the don't, original don't, after this podcast. Don't go back. No, that was a <laughs> trend-setting. That's wanna, what you are, yeah, a trend-setting yeah, yeah. individual. You no, started it now. It's uh, just cyberbullying. <laughs> You're the only person that calls me Jonathan. I feel yeah, like I'm well, in trouble. Exactly. That's you say, it. and I like... Ugh. You will be in trouble after you know we finish this. It's like the second yeah. time we tried <laughs> to record this podcast, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> technical genius over yes. here doesn't know how to press the record button uh, hey it happens honestly. it does happen i'm sure i said i've this. seen it it's like deja vu because last week i'm sure i mentioned something about the same thing it happens yeah. but anyways <laughs> let's continue well, on. probably let if there are mistakes on. to be made i'm gonna make them it's just yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. that's what you get for working with an absolute back <laughs> 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 oh my goodness yeah so um i had a little bit of like an epiphany the other day um mm. i was sat there looking out the window and thinking jesus it's snowing an so ep- heavy an, an epiphany is yeah, that what epiphany, you're gonna call yeah. it an a, epiphany. A podcast epiphany is that is that not a thing <laughs> seeing god <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I saw a moment where i thought i've got to do this this, this is gonna uh, be it. this is gonna <laughs> This is going to live up to be brilliant. Everyone yeah. sit back and relax. Go on, Tom. What was your you know what I mean, right? I, I turned around and I said, said to myself, John won't believe this. This is going to be amazing. We should totally oh. talk about filming in adverse conditions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, when I say it out down. loud, uh, yeah. <laughs> after thinking about it, it sounded so amazing in my head, you know, Actually saying it out loud sounded awful uh-huh. in every way. So it wasn't an epiphany in the slightest. It was more of a, a thought process that I had randomly. Uh-huh. And I completely forgot about it and cool. reminded myself today. But yeah, filming in adverse conditions. You know, in England, it's kind of crap, the weather. Um, you know, you get like yeah. Canada and uh, in America and, and the likes, those similar mm. areas that have like really nice summers where it's dead warm and, and you know, nice. And then in the winter, mm. it drops really, really cold and it snows. And it's like a guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, set of events to happen every year. Well, in England, That's, it's just grey and see, red. Yeah. Oh, so I've got an opinion on that. Yeah, on. We have measurable weather. Like, it's we in do. the middle. It's it's half sunny and it's half rainy. So it's, like, measurable. Whereas they either get totally sunny or totally, like, do you know, like the opposites. Yeah, So yeah, it's absolutely. almost like... like yeah, I'm just jealous, I guess. Yeah, I just think so. Jealous. And it, it's kind of sad, isn't it? Because like they, you know, we don't get like summers that are warm enough to count as like hot weather, but we also don't get winters that are cold enough to count as cold weather. We just get this horrible like easterly wind, which is really, mm-hmm. really cold all the time. It's always like it today. It's five degrees, but it feels like minus thirty-seven. Yeah, uh, uh, it's like it's just not enough. So is it? windy. <laughs> yeah, it's horrid. Uh, um, and then also the rain. We just get we get a lot of rain too. Um, not as much as rainforests, but we get rain. You know, fair enough. Um, it's like I always well, look towards you know people from California, and when they post every day, and all mm. they can see in the sky is what well, no clouds, it's just blue. Oh, it's imagine just crazy. Oh, yeah. But don't you reckon you get a bit of fatigue from that? You know, from yeah, the nice weather. The, yeah, but it's just, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They have the polar opposite. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like when it rains for them, it absolutely smashes down, and when it's sunshine and it's sunshine, and yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But do you reckon that you would like get fatigue from from that weather from the polar opposite? 
So mm-hmm. like, we're, we're used to this rubbish weather, right? So if we went to like America and experienced their weather, do you reckon we would eventually just get used to that and hate it just as much? Yeah. Yeah, you take everything that you have for granted. Yeah, I, think I bet so. they look at our weather like, oh, I wish I lived over there where there's not like yeah. hurricanes. It'll take the roof off my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, or like like Canadians look at us and go, yeah. oh, I wish I lived over there where the snow they get is, you know, fucking like an inch thick at maximum. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a tiny little but, dusting uh, of snow on the floor, and the entire universe stops. Uh, and it comes to a halt. Uh, well, the the uh, you know the um, the salt trucks, the salt yeah. trucks were slamming around the roads because I went for a walk, you know, and it was snowing, uh-huh. and they were like, I must have seen about seven of them. And they were yeah, like absolutely yeah. going ben- ben- bananas. <laughs> it was like their moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've all year. It is my uh, time to shine. Uh, <laughs> they were going around waving at each other. Uh, yeah, uh, I love how they've uh, um, they they name their trucks like Gritty McGrit Face and Gritty Spears. And, uh, honestly, uh, that is just brilliant. Just very very thought thoughtful. Um, have you ever go on? No, I was gonna say go on, go on. Well, have you ever like been standing there whilst salt's fucking being flung at you? No, it's the worst feeling ever. And not only that, but it's like it's it's almost like a dust as well. So yeah. you get it on your lips and in your mouth and up your nose. Uh, so the hard. next like. Like I didn't realize the first time, it, like the first time one passed me, I breathed and it was horrendous. Yeah. Like I just had like you know like if you just have salt in your mouth, I was like gagging. Uh, <laughs> it was it was horrible. You get but that yeah, like gritty crunch you when you put your teeth together. Yeah. yeah. Well, horrible. the next couple of times when it came back, I put my back to it like, but mm-hmm. I, it like hit you in the face. Mm. God, <laughs> uh, that's terrible. I mean, I I don't really ever no, I don't think I've ever had that. Leave I always the drive house. past him. Yeah, I don't leave the house. <laughs> when I drive past it, I can hear all the stones hitting him, thinking, oh, no, I don't want this. Please, no. Um, You're supposed to absorb the contact with your finger. What do you mean? To stop your window from chipping. You know your windscreen? Yeah. So when the salt hits your windscreen, you're supposed to put your thumb or one of your fingers on it. And the uh, obviously the... The salt hitting your windscreen then sends yeah. vibrations that go through your finger and you absorb the vibrations. Ah. But if you don't put your finger on it, that's why you can get like chipped windows from like salt hitting your screen. That sounds like uh, an old wives' tale. That is an old wives' tale. That's something yeah. I've watched me like me nan doing. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, stick your cheek on it. I'm stick your cheek sure. on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does sound. Uh, think about the science of it though. It does seem legit. Yeah, absorbing yeah. impact, it yeah, yeah, it does seem like that. Yeah, it's like because they have like crumple zones on cars for crashes and stuff that they wear, that absorbs the impact. Yeah. It's kind of a similar thing, isn't it? Similar concept. So yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, Absolutely. but I'm just wondering if it would, or the impact would just. I, I can't. Well, if you think about it, you don't know where the that particular stone or piece of grit is going to land, do you? So therefore, mm. if it like, for example. If it was like you're on the driver's side and you put your thumb in the top right corner and the piece of grit landed in the bottom left corner, it's like the complete opposite end and it won't absorb that much, will it? So you're more likely to just. Well, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah, but is the it? energy can't. The, the energy must like transfer into something. Yeah, but it's concentrated into one corner of the of the space, whereas you're a huge surface area away, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it will still take most of the impact in that far left corner, and you're in the top right. 
I won't do much with it. Because uh, they have these things in the police, certainly, where they have like a little tack thing where you can pu- push it into the bottom corner of the um, of the window I've, and it yeah, breaks the window, doesn't it? That. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's crazy, that. No. Because obviously, the, there's got to be ways, something. The smaller the surface area of a point, the higher the pressure that you can push into it. So, yeah. like a very, very fine needle, it can, you know, emit a way higher pressure than like a, I don't know, a tube, for example, because mm-hmm. you know the surface area is massive, isn't it? The difference, and that's why then you know the sharper yeah. the knife, the thinner the blade at the end, isn't at the tip, as mm-hmm. such. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we're getting heavily sidetracked, and what I actually yeah. really yeah, wanted to talk about. about was <laughs> that's okay. So we we've actually uh, what well, snow was the particular starting point, but we've actually um, been in two different adverse condition instances. One of them actually, John, you were part of. Um, so do you remember when we filmed Exploration Nation up in Snowden? Yeah. So that was kind of a yeah, like an adverse yeah. condition, an adverse set of conditions because looking camera it, yeah? kit up the side of a mountain is kind of. Well, a lot tougher than just walking up the mountain, isn't it? Because you've got to, uh, yeah, you know, you got to have a lot of things to to plan in place. Plus, also your shot list and stuff. You've got to, still got to adhere to that. You got to get all your, your bits and pieces. Where am I going to stand for camera? Can I stand on the edge of this? Can I lug this camera up this side of the hill? I mean, you know, you have you done a lot of mountain stuff before, anyway, John? Prior to filming, yeah, yeah, I've done loads. Yeah, I've, yeah, I don't like loads of mountaineering. All my DVs and that. I, well. During the um, when I was in cadets, I was part of that team, wasn't I? So I used to sweat it. What team? Yeah, they're good. That's I was part. Well, it was called the Wing Adventure Training. Right. Like team, a Watex team, it was called. Yeah. So we did like everything. We did. So I was mostly because I was better in the in the water than I am on land. Mm -hmm. I did all the kayaking and stuff like that. But I was dead good at like uh, just just. Being able to, like, I don't know, being in pain and keeping my mouth <laughs> shut about it pretty yeah. much. It was, like, it was like... Endurance, man. Yeah, do you, do you remember what DV was like, where it was just, like, being in constant uncomfort? Yeah. But being able to, like, deal with it. That's all it was. So we used to, like... Yeah, we used to do that. And then, because it was part of the uh, competition, we used to just make it a bit harder. So we'd just, like, run down the hills, walk mm-hmm. up the hills, make us a bit faster. Yeah, yeah. We actually yeah. like you know all like the planning cards and stuff like that. Yeah, used to do all them, like in my sleep, uh, all like the compass work and stuff. Used to know all that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna do the um, winter mountaineering. It's, it's the uh, winter mountain leader. Yeah, no, it's a summer mountain leader. The mountain leader course, you know, to so you could take people on like walks yeah. and expeditions and stuff like that. Yeah, I was thinking of doing it, but. In the end, it was just a bit of a. It's it's there's a lot of like work to it, so you right. have to plan it, and you have to show them that you're taking people on walks already. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's got, yeah, quite interesting. But that's what it is. You know, the people who took you on DV, mm-hmm. that's the qualification that allows them to do that with you. It's right. just, uh, I think it's just called your mountain leaders, and then your winter mountain leaders is much more difficult. I it's can it's you know it's walking in snow, it's going up like. Um, you know, big like ice falls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's taking people up them. So you've got to you've got to show them that you're going like to like dangerous places and coming out the other side. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I mean that's kind of like something that we we needed to ensure because you were sort of like our I, I'd say you were kind of our guide for that trip in particular because you're the one who had been up mm. there the most. And I personally had oh, never yeah, actually I've been up Snowden at all. Um, Hadn't you? Ever? That was the first oh, time I got up there. Um, so. Wow. 
you know, it was, it was um, a total new experience for me. Um, but we yeah, went so up the wrong side then. You reckon? The other sides. Yeah, yeah, so much more scenic. Yeah. It really is. I like, think we... Um, from what... You sure? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From from our side, all you can see is the valleys, isn't it? But from the other side, mm-hmm. you've got the the three peaks on the other side, which is all the three mountains. That's oh, yeah, it's lovely. Enough. Very nice. Proper nice. I, th- yeah. I think we got it kind of good, didn't we? We got it on like a semi clear day. We had some amazing. I think weather. I remember. Absolutely uh, amazing weather. Um, it was, it was like, cloudy at the top, though, wasn't it? No, so it was like blue sky sunshine, wasn't it? All the way up, and then we got to the top. We had yeah. like about five minutes worth of sunshine and then mm. the cloud set in didn't it really quick um yeah. there was like a like a rain cloud coming in and then we ended up descending in the cloud didn't we i think yeah yeah we yeah. did yeah. yeah that's what i remember yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. i got lost we from that bed down the wrong way yeah i got yeah. totally yeah. totally lost <laughs> i was following this this um this guy ahead of me who i thought was part of our group but i realized he's a completely was, different guy <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like half an hour out the way <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, what, where was I at that time I remember turning around and just being like I think those guys are lost and I think yeah. that's Tom over there with yeah. them and there was yeah. like three of you just in the total yeah. wrong area yeah absolutely like, oh, God. Yeah. so I think it goes to show as well that no, how, no matter how much you plan for stuff you know anything can happen mm-hmm. whilst you're there and it's just about following somebody with more experience so that they they maybe know how to get you out of it I guess um, uh, I think that couple, I had to tell them to walk the right way the night. Yes, you ended up telling them. I think them, yeah. what it is in in their defence, in the clouds, the paths just like d- d- just disappear. Do you know what I mean? You can't look ten meters forwards to go. That's mm-hmm. the right direction. So you like kind of gambling on where you're going. Yeah, just took the wrong gamble, didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. And I think <laughs> um, the path when is you're climbing much up set. a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. No, it was climbing <laughs> well, down, down, down a literal <laughs> like. Was... Because I remember walking <laughs> like up, a and, rock I, I, face. and I thought, "This is like this is strange." Because when I was walking up, there was like at least a path oh, in front of me, so I knew what was going. Yeah. And on the way down, there was like this big drop. It was like six foot, <laughs> like drop onto this ledge, and I was like, "This is not right, surely." <laughs> and yeah. then the guy in front of me oh, just full sent it. He just jumped off the edge. Bit, and I was like, "What yeah. is going on here?" I'm just gonna have to follow him. Uh, <laughs> when someone's walking behind you, you don't get the uh, luxury of stopping to think. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just gotta so. plow on. Oh, what's scary that is some of the people who like walk that mountain. Obviously, they do it loads and they and they know the way and stuff. But they they mm-hmm. just don't stop. They just like really proper, just like full force into it. And obviously, yeah. I hadn't been doing it before, so I was proper nervous. Like, but um, yeah, we 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 survived. So I guess that's all right, yeah. isn't it? Um, <laughs> but it like actually motivated me to do way more of that kind of stuff anyway and I'd love to you yeah. know take cameras up there again do the whole thing you know once again even yeah, even different mountain sides and I'd, I'd love to do it yeah so as soon as we said as soon that as, as out, soon as we came down didn't we yeah yeah we, um, we, we, so, we sort of kept going we still do we still did the rest of the XN mm. and you know we, we did some extra special episodes and stuff like we went to that that Welsh rainforest which was absolutely stunning um, but what we never place what is the other place? Went to, uh, yeah, with the the Ooh. first one we went to, where we went to Weatherspoons afterwards. <laughs> um, at Landa, no, it was, wasn't it? It was the Great Hall. Landa, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we did yeah. the Great Hall, and that that's was brilliant. Very pretty walk, that one. It was pretty, Isn't and it? it was also surprisingly long. Like I think we walked yeah, about twenty. Yeah. It was it was nearly like between fifteen twenty kilometers. That trip was crazy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as difficult though, was it? It no, was a lot more no, flat. No, no. I remember. I think what we, uh, the ascend up to the top was the like 
the most I say physically demanding part, and then everything else is just flat all the way around, wasn't it? There was no, there's no lifts or drops or anything, because that was that bit you where you um, filmed the audio walking behind him eating your crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Josh was absolutely dying. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, That's we had that. this. We had. Because what was the other fella's name? It was Josh Steve. and Prudence. Steve, yeah, Steve that's Prudent. it. And they were having a conversation as they were walking up the hill, weren't they? Yeah. And Josh, who, like, God love him, he wasn't the most fittest lad. And he was half At the time, because that man, you know, that man after Snowden ran a, like, a half marathon. He did a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, like, jeans, in shape, like, jeans and a shirt. But at the time, yeah, yeah he yeah. wasn't dressed, best dressed for the event. But the thing is, we wanted that audio, didn't we, of them walking up the hill. And we, we didn't want to, like, bother mm. them with cameras. It was, like, a really wild wide shot so we thought right we're gonna mm-hmm. hook them up with the lapel mics and get them to walk up john you walk behind and pretend you don't know who they are <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looks a bit weird to be honest because you were just there eating crisps walking up behind i know like a random um i've never seen anybody anything like it so <laughs> that, that was my incognito mode just open up about crisps <laughs> yeah i know what to do <laughs> if you had Why a fake mustache it would have been <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is why I thought people like, were looking for you. <laughs> that guy seems conspicuous. <laughs> that guy seems suspicious. It just opened up some quavers. Oh, he's seen that. He's all right. Nah, he's, he's all fine. right. Yeah, just normal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had. Um, yeah, there were some mad conditions and some mad places that we went to. I mean, I remember uh, Beeston Castle, mm-hmm. for example. It was just hammering with rain the entire time that mm-hmm. we were there. And the guys who. Um, Went to film at actual Beast and Castles owned by Heritage England, and they were adamant they didn't want to let us in to film, and just they were really? just just didn't want us there at all, one bit, um, uh, which is a bit of a strange. It's probably why the episode never really properly aired. Um, did they give you a reason? Like they just they were very funny about. I think you know a lot of people on a lot of locations are very similar in the way they sense that mm. it doesn't go through the people who are there at the time because there's receptionists and people who, you know, take care of the day to day jobs. It, you know, you, all of your applications uh, always have to go through like a media um, source mm-hmm. um, or the media team. Um, and it always takes two weeks and takes forever. So when you turn up on a day to film and you haven't actually gotten proper written down permission, they kind of like yeah. have a little bit of a flap and a panic um, and get you mm. to ring these people. And, you know, Josh ended up on the phone for like 20 minutes, half an hour trying to get permission. He got it eventually. You, yeah. yeah, we were allowed in eventually. But the problem is they made us all pay at the door <laughs> let's entry instead. Yeah, they were like, you can come in. What? Absolutely fine, no problem. So like, the media team said you can go in and film, no problem. And yeah. then we, we told the guys, and the manager was like, yeah, you still going to all have to pay individually. Yeah, so we all um, had to pay individually to get in. It's crazy. So um, Where was that? I didn't know you had to pay. It was a, it was a location was location up in Cheshire. So um, so yeah, that, yeah, that was that. Was it? Um, um, and then... What was it called? I'm not telling you exactly where. That's mean. Why? On who? Uh, that's mean on people. You can't just you can't just trash talk people. Yeah, you can. Which I'm if not doing. They're gonna be annoying. Trash talk them. No. Where was it? I think you said at the beginning. No. You know, I'm gonna. You have to, re- to go back. back. You have to go back. I'm gonna <laughs> rewind. You can was talk it? about it next week. <laughs> they made you pay, isn't it? Yeah, wasn't yeah. it public? Wasn't it a public place? No, no, it's, sure? it's owned by Heritage. So Heritage England. Yeah, Heritage England, owned by the yeah. like the government, which is exactly they're what we government. pay to be part of. They're not government; they're a charity. Exactly, a charity. <laughs> you pay them if you want to pay them. Anyway. Anyways. Well, why, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they let you film there? Surely. No, Any... the, the thing is, they would let us film, 
and they were yeah. happy with this film and eventually they just needed us to go through the media sources to uh get the confirmation because it all depends yeah. on what you're actually doing when you're there so if you say oh can i come and film at this location they can't just turn around and go oh yeah sure okay because you might just turn up and film a porno at the top of the goddamn hill you know what <laughs> i mean it could be anything so yeah. they need to know exactly what you're filming when you're filming it you know where it's going to go um just to make sure they do all the checks before they go because if they just like consent to like you filming this really dark twisted bloody murder scene or something like that then mm. it might have a, like about a bad outlook on their overall presence so that's why we never yeah. ever um affiliated ourselves with the people that gave us the woodland access because they were a mm. charity organization to do with something that was completely different to what the actual film ended up being and it wouldn't have looked mm. good for them to say yes to us filming um because association you know yeah. association would have been great um and it actually surely, moves quite nicely onto that surely. because hunted was like full of swearing it's full of action and it yeah. it would have just made them look bad i guess yeah but surely people are intelligent enough to differentiate they're not and that's the problem if really? it's the internet and that's the like issue it, if i if i went to a church and I'm going to have to be careful with this one. Uh, I can feel it. No, nah, let's, let's change the to topic. Church, <laughs> uh, if I went to a church and filmed a horror movie, yeah, your mind is not going to be like, oh, well, the church must have okayed that. Do you know what I mean? The the Pope must be into his horror movies. You just think, <laughs> oh, they just use that location to film yeah, no, a horror that's right, movie. Yeah, yeah. But I think it it's happens. just it was just them being overly cautious, probably. But you know, it happens. Yeah. Now, a lot of, you'll anyway, be surprised we, at how many how many locations say no to that kind of thing. We were talking about snow, I'm sure. Yeah, this is it's coming on quite nicely because actual is hunted it? where we filmed in that woodland was the first time yeah. I um I actually ever filmed in the snow itself. Um yeah. and it was one of those ones it was kind of a big gamble of whether we actually went forward and did the filming or not. Not only because mm. um it's snowing and the conditions are a bit dodgy, you don't want to get the camera wet and destroy anything. Plus also it's action scenes, so you don't want to throw cast around too much in the snow and give them hypothermia. And then also yeah. at the same time, if we're shooting over multiple days, it's England. The snow doesn't stick for that long. Mm-hmm. Do we want to risk, you know, waking up the next day and there being nothing continuity. there? Continuity. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's actually con- um, continuity in it. Yeah, there's three Sorry. pickup scenes in that film that were filmed in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we went back and filmed yeah, three pickup shots in April uh, in the woods, and we just did sky shots, so like from ground up, and POV mm. shots and stuff. Without even looking at Does the snow. Does it still work? Yep, yeah, absolutely fine. You can't tell where we are. I could yeah. point them out, obviously, but, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to. So, <laughs> so, yeah, we actually got there on the first day and it was raining, mm. like really, really heavily raining. And I distinctly remember the moment at which we decided that we'd messed up and time to go home, where I was like attaching a lens underneath her, like a bit of tarp, and I looked over and huddled underneath <laughs> an umbrella was like all the cast members. And I thought, Ah, it's not going to work this let's just leave it <laughs> let's go home um i was really fortunate because i'd lived right right around the corner from the place around that the we were corner. filming absolutely amazing yeah. opportunity um to be to have access to such a great location um but the most of the cast like we had some guy that that was traveling from north wales and um and most of the cast and most of the uh, cast and crew were from uh north of the pullway so it's like everyone's yeah. driven far and they're getting soaked and they're getting cold and wet. It's just not worth carrying on. We'll just like um, reconvene it at the time. And lo and behold, you know, it was forecast to snow overnight and it did. And we just thought, let's just send it. Let's do it. Let's just have a look and see what it uh, looks like. 
So what do you reckon, John? Do you know this? Cool. Um, the answer to this question? What do you reckon mm-hmm. is the most or the toughest thing about filming in the snow? Um, I have no idea. Surely it's got to be like somewhere that's... Uh, like it's got to be like totally untouched by other people. Yes, that'd that, be that, the most that's difficult a good one. for yeah, us where we are. What was um, that? That's that's an interesting one. That wasn't what I was going to suggest. Mm. Most people actually say that it, the cold is the most difficult thing about it because you know shivering, that's freezing, most trying to keep steady hands are and stuff. Horses. Yeah, uh, but what actually is the most difficult thing about filming in the snow is yeah. your white balance exposure levels. Um, so yeah, I see. I was going to say light because it reflects off the snow. It does. Isn't it? You're Almost most like correct. when you're filming water and you can't like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the glare. So ah, when the sun shines on the white surface, it it bounces so hard that it gets this horrible, like, unnasty, oh sorry, unnatural, nasty glow on the characters' faces, yeah. and it's really hard to balance out because the yeah. the usual weather conditions when it's snowing in England is cloud sun, cloud sun, cloud sun all the way through the day, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, you know, the whole idea of filming and keeping it consistent all the way through and making it like this flat grade and this flat style as such is, God, it's hard. Jesus. How, how do you do that? So we use ND filters at the time, uh, neutral oh, yeah. density filters, which are basically sunglasses for lenses. Um, and at oh, the time I had a variable ND filter, which allowed me to change the strength. So we kept the settings oh. the exact same in the camera and the rig. And then every time that the sun came out, we'd just bump up the density. Um, and then every time that the sun went in, we'd just take off. So, Is there any way of doing that in production? On, on set? Post-production. No, or no, afterwards? Like, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it really depends on how you capture the content. Obviously, there's, there's this common saying that everyone uses, oh, we'll fix it in post, where they just go like, you make mm. a mistake on set. Oh, don't worry, the editor will fix that. It's absolutely fine. But if you have, for example, audio, uh, sorry, video that's clipping, which is like when the whites are too white, um, what happens is you lose data. So it's too white for there to be any data um, to rescue. Yeah, yes. Um, mm. So therefore you can't actually bring it down. It'll always look too white and overexposed. So you have to be very careful when you're filming on set. Uh, you have to make sure you film it in the most neutral way possible so that the guys who are grading it in the end can look back at it mm. and get as much data from it as possible. Um, so yeah we have to use these ND filters uh, but what's quite handy is that the camera we shot on at the time oh no that wasn't so there's certain cameras one of them we shot on we can't shot on the Canon C100 we did that for most of the documentary mm. filming uh, and they have like inbuilt ND filters so you get the camera body and then just before the part where you screw the lens on there's like slots yeah. and they, you can slot down a piece of glass which is the ND filter and you can have mm. two stops, four stops, six stops, and eight stops. And the the higher the stoppage, the higher the um, strength of the sunglasses as such. Um, yeah. But we didn't have that on the camera that we used at the time because we were using a DSLR. We actually shot on a Sony A7, A7S Mark II, which is a, obviously mm. a normal Sony DSLR camera. So we had a screw-on mm. um, ND filter on the end, which kind of made it like all vignette. And it, it, it looked okay in the end, to be honest. It worked yeah. as such. Uh, we gave it this kind of darker looking grade anyway at the end in post. 
So the the whole scene was kind of moody as it was. So, uh, but yeah, we had to watch out for that crazy exposure and metering. Uh, yeah, being cold. And the big one that you mentioned was the footsteps. We were really lucky because when we went down on the next day, it frozen overnight and it was really, really cold. Mm-hmm. All the footsteps were the exact same. Um, and what was really nice yeah. is we needed to reshoot like a, a scene where JD, who plays the lead character, John, I think it is, is the name of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, he like tackles one of the bodyguards to the ground. And what was quite yeah. nice is the shape of the bodyguard was still in the floor. <laughs> so he knew where to land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly where you land. That's fine. And obviously, you know, mm-hmm. film and action, it's a lot easier to land in soft snow than it is to land on the hard ground. The only uh, issue is, and JD will confirm this and back me up, is um, the bit that he had to land on. It's a part of the end where he gets executed. And um, uh, he has to land on, like, um, like the path. And the path at the time was just ice. So he was literally, like, throwing uh, himself down onto ice every single time. But um, How many times did you have to do that? He did it, I think, six times in total. And we did had he, yeah. three different angles on it. Um that's not too bad. So JD's done quite a lot of like wrestling trailers and stuff, so he knows how to land and take big crash falls and stuff. So he actually kept saying to us, "Oh, we can do it again if you want. We can do it again." And he was dead good about it. Um, yeah. JD was great actually because he he taught most of our uh, most of our cast how to action fight and and land and tackle and oh, stuff. Because yeah. um, obviously in real life it's completely different to how you do it on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to make it look different or extra because the angles that you're shooting at and like the the whole perspective thing so you've got to do moves in a certain way to make them look like it on camera um mm-hmm. you know for example a punch it doesn't have to be i don't have to be stood next to the person to punch them i could be stood 10 foot away mm-hmm. from them and do the punch in action and it'll still look like i'm punching yeah. someone so you know learning that, that and learning how to do that and it's quite more often than not um that if you're if you're going to punch someone that's stood in front of you um, on camera, they don't stand in front of you. They stand offset to a to a to a side. So they normally stand if you're yeah. punching right-handed. They stand offset to the to your left. So you yeah. know it, it might th- throw some people as such. You know when they're if they're acting in scene, it might throw yeah, them because yeah, yeah. they have to still look straight and look like they're looking at the person. So uh, yeah. so yeah, he taught us loads about that. But adverse conditions wise, Snowden and Hunted were two of our, I guess, more out there ones. The only other one I can mm. think of on the total opposite end of the scale is, do you remember when we filmed On Call? Which was done in Thurston and it was really hot. And you did the boom up. Oh, yeah. I've never been so sunburnt in my life. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Wasn't it warm? Like I'm sure it was yeah, like 25, yeah, yeah. 26 all day. There's not a cloud in the sky. Proper summer's day. like yeah. It was so nice. Yeah. Um, I suppose... Did you have any problems with the sunshine? Like, do you have problems with the sunshine like that? In the, in the you same way the as the, um, so the exposure. Uh, yeah. Massive issues. Um, and, and that's one of the yeah. biggest challenges. Um, is you always got to battle the weather. The prime optimal day for filmmaking is a nice, mm. cool, cloudy day. Because the light yeah. asks us a softbox. The light wraps around the person um, that you're filming, yeah. the subject as such. And there's never any overexposure. You can just keep all your camera in neutral settings. Um, and it's it's the best. But obviously, you know, there's a fallback of that. Cloud comes rain or cloud can break to sun and it'll change yeah. your shot. Uh, you know what the optimal thing is to do is film inside in the soundstage in, in a fake set. <laughs> mm. 
because yeah, at least yeah, it's definitely yeah, controlled then, isn't it? Um, yeah. Just like uh, it's like the crazy yeah. Mandalorian thing. You seen those sets having the, like the big wraparound screen? No. No. Oh. No. Okay. Let's talk about this then. Uh, go, yeah. Go on. I'll so they designed with the Unreal Engine. They designed this brand new feature where, if you imagine, right in front of you is like a a big square room about the size of a football pitch, yeah. And yeah. on the floor space in the middle, you can put like a a speeder, right? A Star Wars speeder. Yeah. Um. So in front of you, when you film that Star Wars speeder, you can just see black background as often there. But so what they did is they put this huge. I mean, huge panoramic set of um, of screens in, and they yeah. run like a um, what's it called? Like a built-up engine, which makes up the world. Like VFX is the yeah, world yeah, yeah. in there, and then, um, and it projects that image onto the screen, and wherever the camera points will be, wherever it's fully rendered out. So it only renders out yeah. where the camera is pointed at the time. So every time you move the camera, it renders in a new patch. Or a new section, as such. So it looks like they are literally on another planet, uh, live, yeah. live, and in the room, and everyone can see it straight away. So there's there's always been like an issue when shooting on green and blue screen, where this pre-visualization thing. You know, you, you sat in a blue room. Mm-hmm. How can you visualize where yeah. you are? Now with this uh, new Unreal Engine, you know exactly where you are. You're literally sat in a cantina in Mos Eisley, because they've projected it onto the screen. Time, like... Yeah, and it's so yeah, much yeah, easier yeah. to do and so much easier to act to. And to direct to and to camera up to. Where is that? It's um, it's a sound studios in um, uh, that Disney own at Lucasfilm own. Yeah. Um, because it it's like a it's a pioneer project. It's just they they thought of it first, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were trying That's to incredible. They were trying to bridge the gap between, um, you know, they were trying to bridge the gap between visual effects and live filmmaking to make the process quicker and more cost effective, and mm. you know they they almost get in there. With the idea of doing the motion capture stuff for, um, you know, The Lion King, and um, mm-hmm. and they were doing like stuff for Avatar. They had the VR headsets for Avatar that showed you the yeah. world. So you know, mm-hmm. they've tr- been trying to bridge, bridge the gap for a while now, and they finally made it with basically merging the gaming world with the filmmaking world, because it's the Unreal uh, Engine which runs all of your Witcher and uh, Unreal does Battlefield, I think, yeah. as well. Oh no, that's Frostbite. My apologies. Frostbite does Battlefield, mm. and EA uh, pretty much owned the Frostbite engine. But I think it's Unreal Engine does the likes of Just Cause and that. But yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of gaming, man, you've been gaming a lot recently, yes. right? The Witcher. Yeah. 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 How yeah, are you I finding mean, it? it? Got gaming. It's like a story. It's like a film. It's like it's. It's it's not a game in the fact that it's like uh, I mean it is in the fact that it like tests your reaction against stuff like that, but that bit's not important to the. Do you know what I mean? It's not yes. as important as like whereas like when you're in conversations and you're talking to people, like it, as long as you don't skip ahead, it takes forever. I mean, it is good in the fact that it is a good story that's being told and there's so many different, like, variations, you know what I mean? Like, every little child seems to have a backstory and every, like, little mission and that has, like, a, you know, like, a cool little, Mm -hmm. like, scenario. But, yeah, yeah, it's dead good. I I always feel like it's a bit of a sin to skip any cutscenes. 
Yeah. Do you do it? So some of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do sometimes. Only because I'm an impatient person. Like, uh, <laughs> so yesterday, I, I told you, didn't I? I got stuck at a point. So I ate all my food and I used all my health potions and everything like that. Mm. And I'd gone all the way through this mission and I was one hit away from dying. Yeah. And I got to the end and it was a boss fight. So I had to try and kill the boss. Oh, no. Without getting hit once. I did it. I did, did it, it in the end. Yeah, pure fight through pure sweat, and I, oh. it took me about fifteen minutes of just diving away, putting a shield spell in, mm. getting in there, getting hit the once. It was mad, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know why I told you that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um... but no, I, I'm enjoying it. I think at, at the minute with COVID and that single player games, they should be booming. I don't know why people aren't releasing. You know, I suppose there's not many being made, but yeah, I think Someone it's should like have at the, at the start time. of these lockdowns. Yeah, yeah. If 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 they at the start of these lockdowns they released one properly good, do you know, like if Red Dead Redemption was released mm-hmm. at the start of these lockdowns, everyone would have it. It would yeah. have been the yeah. perfect, like, yeah. Some marketing team has missed out on a real scoop, like. Well, you got to no. think about the um, the outlook of how long it takes to develop a game and a title and release it. Mm. Uh, the only one of the biggest ones um, was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's been rumored to release Wasn't for it years. Garbage. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah it's awful. It's uh, what uh-huh. it, it wasn't awful. The story I can imagine is absolutely fantastic, and the game is probably great if you can actually play the game because of the bugs. And the issues and the mm-hmm. crashes, and they had like a record number of refunds for any video game that's ever released because it was Did how they, bad yeah. and unplayable it was. Yeah, and it just wasn't optimized for the old console systems, and it, it was only just about running on the PS5 and the Xbox One, and then PC players had the huge amount of troubles, and everyone just pretty much yeah. just took it straight back and uh, never played it. Yeah. But you know, as you say, that if there was a single player game that released, it would be perfect, and it, Cyberpunk was going to be that game. Because Cyberpunk was due to release properly December mm. last year, and then they messed was it up, it? Yeah. and they all refunded. It got taken off the PlayStation Store um, by mid-December, and nobody wanted mm. it. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, the problem is uh, with who that, made that? Uh, CG Pro- CD Project Red made it. Uh, never um, heard of them. What else, <laughs> what else have they made? Anything good? The Witcher. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Messed up that. Oh yeah. my god. I think at least I think it's The Witcher. Let me just check. Let me just check. Just to make sure. They made a huge game before it, and I can't remember which one it is. C D Pro. The only problem with The Witcher that I find is the horse. It's Why? like jumping on the horse. Sometimes I'll just run around it pressing X and the fellow will just carry on sprinting in circles. Yes, they did <laughs> the Witcher, yeah. And like to loot things as well. You can't like you have to be standing in a specific place. Yeah. Is, uh, See, it's, it's those glitches and bugs that are kind of annoying. I mean, Skyrim was full mm. of bugs and glitches, but Skyrim it, was really fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was I mean, uh, I can you think could of... do anything as well. You could just walk up absolute like flat surfaces as yeah. long as you keep. I think it's like the press to jump up. <laughs> yeah. I think it. You know, back then when video games coming out, they didn't really have that much of a care for glitches. Um, no. they were just there and that was it get on with it but now it's like yeah. almost you know expected to be patched straight away Pe- 
Yeah, people's standards are higher because yeah. like the standard is higher. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You wouldn't expect if you got a Call of Duty game and it had bugs and glitches in it and stuff like that, you'd go bananas. Cause yeah, that's right. You yeah. pay so much money for that game for it people to be do all the time. Perfect. They they complain so much about balancing issues on weapons and balancing mm, issues on this mm. map and this person can glitch through here on this point. But you know, I think yeah. way back when, you know, it it wasn't they weren't able just to go right. Here's a patch. We'll put it out online yeah. for you to download, and it'll fix your game. Oh, I don't think yeah, they could do that back yeah, then, could they? Really? It was just well, there, well, there, and that was it. Yeah, once the game's been made, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's and I think now. the uh, if there was a game breaking glitch or bug, they'd just do a mass recall mm. and say, "Give it, give it us back, and we'll send you a new copy." Yeah, which um, is so like destructive that they just re- like do their absolute utmost not to make sure that happens. Yeah. yeah. One of the funniest mm-hmm. ones I've I've seen. One of the funniest glitches is the uh, the one in Skyrim where you, if you get hit by a is it a troll or a giant? Uh, Ascension into the into, sky, into the moon. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh, that, that's a good one. That one, that's a good one. That's meant to happen though. That no, it's not. It's a bug. And it never so... fixed. I read about is it? it. Yeah, it's a bug, and he never fixed no it. No way. It seems like it's meant to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could take it. <laughs> you know, like. Um, there's there's certain ways in which companies can deal with it, isn't it? Like, you know, CD mm. Projekt Red they said sorry and they and they offered the refund system. Apex mm. Legends, whenever there's a bug, they acknowledge it and make a joke out of it. So yeah. you know, they used to say that like the Mozambique as a pistol and a weapon is like a rubbish like shotgun pistol, isn't it? And mm-hmm. they used to say, yeah. oh, it's like the worst thing in the game. So what did they do for April Fools? They had it. So the only gun that you Everywhere. could use for the whole day was an eight, was a Mozambique. And nothing else. There was no other gun mm. in the game, um, so it's just like that. You can one one way or the other, take it one way or the other. In, in the defense, though, you don't pay for Apex, do you? That's true. What, it's a free game. What is your complaint? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you get it for free, you don't get to complain. That's right. Yeah. 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 It still amazes me how free games and free to play stuff make so much money. Like Fortnite, for example, billions and billions oh, yeah. and billions and billions of dollars off a what, what seems free. But it's not really free, is Nerds. it? You buy a battle pass, well, it, you buy skins. It, is, yeah. and it depends how you go from it, really. If you get invested uh, in the game, then you almost you almost think to yourself, I've thought this before, like, you know, if I'd have bought a new title, like I used to, I used to buy Call of Duty every year and I used to buy it on release. Yeah. And, you know, it would cost £40, for example. What yeah. I used to, it would probably cost about 60 quid now. But if I was to do that for, um, for Apex Legends... So it's been out two years now. I'd have paid £120. So I kind of... Paying like a fiver for a battle pass seems like nothing, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you invest your time in it. Why wouldn't you invest a bit of money to make sure that you get the the utmost from it? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Didn't... uh, Do you remember playing... uh, What was that game? Clash of Clans on your phone. Yes, yeah, I played a lot of Clash of Clans. I'm sure, I'm sure that was pulling in like millions and millions a day. Yeah, like uh, they've got Clash like Royale now right as well. The card, uh, the card making absolute killings. I used to sit in six form yeah. and just like you know, in like free periods and stuff. I used to just sit there mm-hmm. and just play Clash of Clans for hours. <laughs> we, uh, we had like a little team, didn't we? At one point, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um... Clan. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> but um, we were nerds. But yeah, let, let's move on. Cool. Eh? Let's move on. Well, uh-huh. Speaking of nerds, oh, actually, 
Um, apparently, we are old and outdated, John. Yeah. Yeah, you, know you are, why? yeah. <laughs> apparently, using the crime with laughter emoji is something that old people use, according to Gen Z. How crazy oh, is that? Oh. So do you know well, when like I kind of I kind of you don't know what Gen Z is. How old are they? What's their like? Uh, I think age range. Don't quite know. I think it's anyone after two thousand. Let me just do let do a check just to right. make sure. But well, the opinion of children doesn't matter at all. So well, no, the problem is it's not the opinion of children. It's the fact that they're calling us old. I'm only nineteen ninety seven. Hang on, Gen Z. What, oh no, hang what? on a minute. We are. You are a Gen Z. I we, think. are Gen Z. Yeah, we are Gen Z. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, so nineteen ninety-seven to two thousand twelve is Gen Z. What? Well, so what are we complaining about? Sorry. So apparently we're complaining about. using our emojis wrong. If you use a crime with laughter emoji in a text, then you are old, mm. or appear old. <laughs> and what is that all about? Yeah, Do you use emojis when you when you type? Uh, just eggplant. <laughs> great no i don't to be fair no do i use emojis no very rarely why don't you what my conversations aren't cool enough to use emojis well if you find something funny them... do you use like why don't you use like a laughter face when you find something funny uh what do i normally put you normally just put ha just... yeah, it's yeah. quicker ah uh, okay. and then whatever so, I mean, I've I've learned my I have like my recently used emojis. So I just click recently used right. and click the laughing face and then send it. That's kind of how I uh, how I do stuff. I I don't it, it I don't like overuse it. No, it doesn't because it all mean the it same thing, don't they? They all translate. Whatever you put. Uh... Yeah. Well, I remember the old when he used to do like open brackets, Y close brackets was a thumbs up oh, on yeah. Skype. You know, like uh... I'm sure it still is the same on. I think it is still the same, actually, on Facebook. You go on Facebook Messenger, you can type in open brackets, Y, close brackets, and it comes a thumbs up. Um, yeah. So I used to do that all the time. I used to do shortcuts on Skype when I was talking to people. And um, so I, I used emojis to for ease of communication, I guess. That's what it was. Yeah. Ease of communication. Yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with, like. Yeah. But if someone's judging you on the emojis you use in your text, <laughs> that that person is the problem. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. You, yeah. You're doing just fine. You yes, carry I guess on. So. Okay, I'll pat myself on the head, and I'll, and I'll continue. Uh, uh, so, yeah. You do you. I think I've used every single laughter emoji in the on the. I think oh. my actually my recent news emojis are all just laughing ones. Laughing ones, yeah. thumbs up, and the okay sign. And that that's all <laughs> I'm really. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably says quite a lot about your life, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Do you reckon that if you hopped on to somebody else's phone, the predictive text would mm. be completely different? You see, right? So everyone's idiolect and stuff like that is entirely specific to them. Yes. So, like, like if I was to go on your phone and text Layla off of your phone, mm-hmm. she would know that it wasn't you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like she, she, she. The way that I type or the, the way I say certain things is going to be mm-hmm. different to what you say. That'd be very interesting to see if people's phones pick up on the differences and if they correct the differences. So if I started typing to Layla something and the phone started predictive text changing 
into your head, the elect, because that mm. could be a. I don't know why, but that that could be a that could be a real problem. Do you know what I mean? If someone could yeah. take the way that you talk and manipulate it and use it, and then you know, identify as you and trick people into thinking that it is you, could be done. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's only like copy and handwriting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but even like like it's so difficult to copy someone. To, have you ever tried to copy like your mum's or whatever? You'll never get it perfectly right. I've got especially, ridiculously neat handwriting, so everybody else that I look at always has unneat handwriting in comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard. <laughs> Just go left, left-handed, scribble it in. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think it'd be exceptionally difficult as a person, unless you like, like studied it and you know jotted down every like you know slight different variation. Yeah, and, yeah. I think one but of the obviously best ways... a computer system does it automatically. Yeah, so predictive text obviously learns, doesn't it? And it picks up on your habits. Mm. And one of the best ways to show how different predictive text is between people is if you like start off with the words like hello, yeah? And then mm. you just pressed 10 times the middle prediction. And yeah. it, the difference between each other's text will be absolutely crazy. Should we try it right you do now? Yours now? Go on, I'll, do it. I'll send uh, it to you, right? So type hello, yeah? So hello, H E L L O. And then space. Right, close your eyes. Okay, so I'm closing my eyes, right? Okay, so one, space. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get. I'll, you can read mine and I'll read yours. So uh, I don't want to read. Oh no! Is it not? Is it what dodgy? What the hell? No, no mine, mine's. Uh... <laughs> okay. So, so maybe mine... I'm not as odd as I make out. So mine says, "Hello." Mm. I am not sure if you're going out of town. <laughs> that one makes sense. Yes. What does yours say? Hello. I love how I feel about it myself to I. <laughs> but see, now, that I'm not text, saying. Maybe you're a bit special. <laughs> mine's so egocentric, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Almost the majority of them words are all about myself. <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, Mine is very formal because all, I, all I ever do on my phone is send emails and um, proper messages to family. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. and me and Layla, right, we, we don't really if like... I go on my laptop. I was going to say, me, me and Layla don't really speak very much on on mobile because yeah, we're always together. We're together. Together, together. So, uh, it, we kind of really just like, anytime it, it's like, can you pick up some bread on the way in? <laughs> that's it really we don't really say much else so uh, uh, you should get one of them pages yeah you know, oh, like you know what I did the other day I, like, uh, I looked on to Facebook because you can tell how many messages you sent to your person to to somebody on Facebook there's like a certain yeah. way in which you can do it I can't remember how but I did it uh-huh. it turned out I'd sent like almost 100,000 messages to Layla in the first year yeah yeah uh, that's crazy yeah, creep <laughs> That is a lot of messages. Stalking. That's what Stalking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, totally, totally. 100,000 messages. You have to have have a look. You have to have a look and see. I love those year in review things. You know what? You you said that this last time about my screen time, that I should have a look at my screen time, Mm -hmm. and that only upset me, so I'm not going to do this one either. It upset you. (laughs) We on it a lot. Not only that, I deleted TikTok after it, and Facebook and Instagram straight away as soon as I seen it. Mm -hmm. I was like, spending the majority of my day. But the problem is, it doesn't go in, that stuff. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like I'd switch my brain off when I look at it, like a scroll, and it just flies by me. Not only that, but nothing shocks me anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like the most shocking video I can find, I just look at it like, uh, it's, do you know what I mean? It doesn't it's even seem desensitized you to an issue. Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. is like. So yeah, I've got rid of it, and since then, I find myself like, like almost like a, like I ca- like the things that I care about have changed slightly. Yeah, yeah, like a. Like, I don't care. Like, I went to go get some milk or something in my pyjamas. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Whereas when I was on Facebook and that, I was like, oh, what if someone sees me? Someone yeah. that I know. I don't care ah. if someone sees me that I know. So there we Do go. You know I mean? You've got it. So do you remember the other week oh. when I was mentioning about image and self-image and always having to improve? Yeah. When I was saying that I look on, like, yeah. Instagram and stuff. And I think, wow, I could be better by doing we, this. Yeah, See, you, yeah, you've did, experienced yeah. that exact same thing, but subconsciously. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, um, are you still, you're not on Facebook or Instagram, are you? I'm on Instagram. Um, uh, and I've got Twitter. Yeah. I've only got Twitter, though, because I've got the company accounts. So we, we have basically Worth It has a Twitter page or two Twitter pages yeah. and Worth It has two Instagram pages. Um, and that's why I have both of those apps just for, for the company stuff. Uh-huh. Um, subscribe and like yeah a big shout out big shout out <laughs> um, so. uh, yeah i think facebook was the worst one yeah do you know what i mean because yeah. the, the problem is the people put their absolute best life on there do mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like the like the best things they do every single day will go on facebook the best meal they make the best run they do goes on facebook so you mm-hmm. only get to see the best part of their life you don't see that like because there's a good chance that all of them are struggling just as much as we are. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like with the random stuff that we have to struggle with. It's very cool. But you never up. get to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's not. Uh, get rid it's of it. Whole, if you're listening um, and using Facebook, get rid of it. Plus, is that, is, you've seen that whole iceberg women. concept. No. Right. Well, iceberg. the the iceberg is like the very tip, isn't it? Uh, what you can the yeah. thing you can see about the water is the very tip, and then underneath is all the problems. And stuff mm-hmm, at the very tip mm-hmm. is just like the the actual post that they make. Sorry, go on. What are you saying yeah. about middle aged mums? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Facebook is made for them at the minute. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. else has like moved on to like TikTok and stuff. But when I was going on it, it was just to just talk about stuff that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. like all the time, and like yeah. they they make it out to be such a big deal. Like I was, oh. oh. Won't name any names, but she didn't get a, a parcel delivered from Amazon. Well, mm. she did, but it went to the, around the side gate after apparently, like, uh, she couldn't get to the front door oh, in time. No. And she put it on Facebook. She put it on Facebook, like, it was a deal that we all had to know about mm-hmm. the fact that you put it around the side of the door yeah. and that. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't at in Amazon, so they didn't know that it was a problem. Mm-hmm. All she wanted was her friends to, like, message her and be like, oh, I can't believe Amazon put a yeah. package around the side of your fence for you. It's almost like that's their job. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go yeah. outside, headbutt a wall, realize what's important, lady. <laughs> get, get yourself a life. There was two, there's two things that I hate the most about about facebook is the first one is like mm. um when like a, a like a, an older or middle-aged woman would share like a missing in swansea a dog missing <laughs> in swansea uh, you live on yeah. the world and we live in the world yeah <laughs> six hours away what are you doing it's not gonna be up here is it has it gone on a run uh, uh, is it is it nicked a car and like what's going on here ridiculous. And then, um, <laughs> nicked a car um so and then the other one is like 
uh, when when the pandemic had started and Tesco was starting doing mm. the one way system, the amount of people that were on my Facebook complaining about it was unbelievable. Yeah. And I'd, I'd I'd been in from like eleven hour shifts and stuff, knackered and mm. being you know getting like basically crapped on by the mem- members of the public constantly. And then to see them go back to, yeah. to Facebook and complain even more. It's Carry like, on, like come on, come on, <laughs> can't deal. So yeah, uh, that was that was annoying. And I mean, it's it's probably like a cry for attention, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I well, we're not psychiatrists. We don't know why people do that. But the majority of if you're going to post anything on social media, is it like in a cry for attention? Isn't it? Mm. You want other people to see it and like notice you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, it's just get a yeah. therapist. So Facebook is gone. Jesus. But um, yeah, yeah, and Twitter and Instagram are complete stuff. Yeah, no, no way, no way. Did no. you know that Facebook is so popular that it becomes pre-installed on all phones in India? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, actually get the companies. They they open the phone up and they go to the app store and download mm. Facebook for them and give it to them. Uh, That's crazy, doesn't it? Madness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no way, no way dying, and not especially in this climate now when everyone's on a phone twenty four seven at home, pretending to do work. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah but yeah. I would have thought, face. Uh, I suppose no it's it's so individual that it can't be taken over by someone else. Do you know what I mean? Just like, like predictive text, Instagram it's, it's literally like a thumbprint, isn't it? Exactly hardwired yeah. to how how you think and feel. Mm. Mm. Have we spoken about that? About we, the social about network thing. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that next media, week. We like, we can have a look at that dilemma. next week. We're actually coming up to an hour on this podcast now. So what we'll do yeah. is we will have a little chat about the social dilemma. Um, we have talked about our watch thing, about oh. our pick of the pick of the week. Yeah, oh, we're about to do that now. The last topic. Um, perfect so that's that's all right that's a big one well next week we'll do the social media dilemma then if yeah if anyone's lived in a cave and haven't watched it yet watch it yeah absolutely so my particular program that i watched this week i don't know you've seen it you probably haven't actually done i've been on disney plus that much but it's on national geographic and it's in it's called inside spacex and it was basically like a documentary that follows elon musk and his um and his journey to launch the Falcon Heavy. Um, yeah. And it's just stunning. It is really great. And the, the, the amount of genius people that are there is just brilliant. And you know what's really mm. strange? Um, what I noticed throughout that entire thing is everybody involved, all the big chief managers, all the people in charge of everything, all around yeah. 30, 35, 40. There's, there's no, oh, yeah. not a gray hair in sight. It's unbelievable. It's really strange. You know, you'd think that most, like, professors and really, really smart astrophysicists and stuff, you know, must be, like, yeah. in their 50s, 60s by now because they dedicated their life to it. But no, you know, the amount of, like, people that are, like, mid-20s, mid-30s, mid-40s that are working on this project was just crazy. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk himself, is is he in his 50s? No, 40s? 40s, I'd say. And Yeah, I think 40s, yeah. Looking at him like... Um, and yeah, he's, he's so smart. He's a genius. His, his team is so he smart is a genius. As well. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I watched it. Uh, so chill cool. as well. You know, like watching uh, watch the thing. He's so chill. He's forty nine years old, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look it, does he? No, it's, not at all. He's absolutely loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. So it was basically about how he managed to get the money 
to launch the first test rockets to then develop because what the big thing about spacex i don't know if you know but the big thing about spacex is reusability um mm -hmm. so apparently it costs 60 million dollars to launch a rocket into space because what they do is you just delete the rocket you know what i mean it goes it goes by yeah and never comes back yeah um so it's, that's like flying to new york from england and just blowing the plane up when it gets there you yeah. know what i mean and never using it again throwing it away down. yeah yeah uh, um so he's, he... so it's 60 Go million on. right to launch it to space mm -hmm. i guess how much it would cost if it was reusable so if it landed back down we could relaunch it Go on. Sixty thousand. isn't that for crazy real? that's how much for, it would cost for... to, to reuse a rocket to sixty thousand dollars to... instead of 60 million because all you have to pay out on is That's the incredible. rocket fuel and the relaunch. Uh, so it's $60,000 in fuel. Has he been able to land one yet? So that was what the documentary was about. So they did loads of tests. They've they've already managed, mm. they did it years ago, 2015. They managed to land the rocket they, yeah. back onto Earth, yeah. So they, they yeah. fired it into outer orbit and then it came back yeah. down and it landed on a platform and it was reused again. Did it? So, and, and, That's that, and that was a very small rocket. But what they needed is a rocket big enough to have a payload inside so they can carry stuff up. Because the, the old idea is to mm -hmm. go to Mars and set up a colony on Mars. So if they can reuse rockets mm -hmm. to go back and forward to send stuff to Mars, then that's perfect, isn't it? So um, yeah. So they launched... Did you ever hear about it? They launched Falcon Heavy, which is... It had two rockets attached to the side of it that had been reused before. Yeah, so they'd already yeah. been up once. So this is their second time coming, going up. And then the main yeah. rocket was its first time going up. But it was it was that big... That was able to carry like a huge like amount of um i guess amount of stuff inside it um and in particular yeah. what they did is they put the tesla they put elon's tesla inside it <laughs> did you do you ever see yeah, any photos of it there's like a space no, like looking out there's like a basically yeah. a, they put like a a dummy in a space suit inside yeah. this tesla yeah. and launched into space and there's pictures of um the spacesuit in the Tesla and orbiting Earth, literally orbiting Earth. It look, it look, it looks like a fake photo, but it's real. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. So they managed to get Duh. this rocket up into space, and they brought them all yeah. back down to Earth, and we landed. That's incredible. Mad, isn't it? it? I seen an interview where he said that commercial Mars flights are about two years away. Yeah, that Do that's because they discovered this reusability. Uh, yeah. That's incredible. And what they need to do now he, he did, is now they've managed to reuse it. They need to make it affordable. Yeah. You know? It, it's not even... Yeah. It's, well, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think the real problem is is we have to find a planet that's in how... You know... Inhabitable. In inhabitable. Yes. Which yeah. they have. You know, they, don't, like, they know already that Mars is habitable. Yeah, it's, it's got like, minerals in the ground. It is, but it isn't water. like um, yeah, but it, it it is, but it isn't like. Do you know what I mean? It, if someone offered, oh, you can go and live on Mars if you want. I wouldn't mm. say yes. That means that means a lifetime of eating potatoes made out of my own shit and drinking water filtered through urine. Do you know what I mean? It's not the, what what I want is like a planet with ox like maybe not oxygen but like vegetation stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like an early stages ecosystem. That you travel a long way for that. You have to travel a mm -hmm. long way for that. It's it's yeah. It's it, well, it wouldn't be 
me. It'd be generations. Do you know mm. what I mean? It'd be me, probably grandkids or something. Exactly. Going but then those grandkids, you know, even looking at like the interstellar theory, where mm. our like grandkids have the option of dying on this planet or eating potatoes made from shit. Yeah. I think I'd rather <laughs> go and live on Mars, to be honest, than die. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, it'd be like a, what, what I thought is it'd be like a leapfrog do you know what I mean so our generation might go and inhabit Mars the next mm. generation will inhabit you know the Mars equivalent the next generation will inhabit the next one and, and yeah. so you get to a point where somewhere along the line we're going to find a planet out there that is going to be perfect Absolutely. do you know what I mean yeah. if you look at like the size of the earth you, you could find a planet Ten times as big as the Earth, with like four suns or whatever. Do you know? Do yeah. anything? Yeah. You've got to be like with infinite possibilities out there. There's going to be one that is going to be perfect for yeah, us. We'll definitely. find it. It's it's like the um, it's like the beep, isn't it? Like we know where it comes from because we've tr- we traced the the signal for all mm. of space, but because it's just so far away. But once we find a planet that is inhabitable, we can start that journey, and then all it is is like from what I watched on this documentary it's like plotting a journey so it's going oh there's a planet there with water because what it is is water we need like water on different planets or at least hydrogen so we can make water mm-hmm. so they like find a planet I think we're almost eight planets in like there's like eight planets that we can leapfrog you know like one to the other and then yeah. we have to look further and find a planet amongst that but yeah it'll be interesting I mean it it could all change with technology. Imagine if we like, you know, work out the next way of producing energy, and then everything could change. All of our plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, and it's like, um, it's like it's they, Elon Musk and team like are convinced that mm. there'll be something like an extinction like event that will end the human race on Earth. So we have to embrace the nature of travel into space. Is that, is that what he to, thinks? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because they say that that like the time is, you know, time is ticking, and that there'll be something that comes along, due to our greed, probably, mm. that will just wipe us, completely wipe us. Um, yeah, yeah. So the sooner we can actually become space adventuring types, then the better. So when that event does happen, well, Earth will be gone, but at we'll, least our we'll race be, will yeah. be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And on that note... I wonder if we'll nice see that note, in our generation. Uh, yeah. They said space travel will be within our generation, so maybe. Maybe. Mm. I mean, yeah. if commercial space tra- if commercial space flights are in two years, yeah. blow my neck. What, can we, what are we going to get in you know, 30 years or whatever? I know, right? It's going to be incredible. A crazy thought to think of, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Right, John. One hour, seven minutes. Sorry. Um, uh, this is the end of the podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed having a listen to this week's episode of the podcast. If you did, don't forget to follow us, whatever you're listening to us on, whether it's you know Spotify, iTunes, uh, what's the other one called, Anchor, or whether it's on the website, because you can now watch uh, or have a listen anyway to the podcast on the website too. Um, yes, that's www.worthitproductions.co.uk. Also, if you do have the time, go and check us out on social media. We just launched our new channel, um, as such worth it points uh, which we focus on news and reviews for uh, new content that comes out like for example we just had a little chat about Elon Musk uh, and his SpaceX adventures, um, that'll be actual blog post that's releasing sometime 
later on this week. I think it's Thursday, actually. So when this podcast releases, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be out tomorrow. So, yes. Thank you very much for listening, guys, this week. Cheers, John, for joining once again. <laughs> we just did some time travelling just then in that sentence. But yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'll speak to you all next week. Bye. Bye.